0: Welcome to the Cumberland FA Podcast.
1: Hello and welcome to another of our Ask the Ref Podcasts for the Cumberland FA. Today I'm joined by recently promoted Level 2B panel referee John Mulligan. Hi John. Hi Scott. How are you mate? I bet you're still buzzing about that recent letter you got from the FA. So tell us briefly about receiving that this week and how you've coped with the lockdown over the last few weeks.
0: So, yeah, really, really delighted, as you'd expect. Uh, it's a great achievement, probably my greatest one to date, really. Um, came as a nice surprise, given the season has been very, very strange for a number of reasons. Um, first and foremost, it got short because of COVID. Um, yeah, that's been difficult in its own way. So I'd recently just started a new job as an outpatient physio. I was just getting my feet under the table. I'd done four months and then we went into um, lockdown. I got redeployed into the hospital. So as many people probably don't know, physios do actually work in hospital, working uh, on respiratory wards, working on intensive care. So we have some training in breathing exercises, um, proning people. So people who've got COVID, you put them on the front, especially when they're in intensive care. So I got involved with that. But within the first week of having been redeployed, I actually uh, contracted COVID. It was unwell for about two weeks. Fortunately, I didn't have any respiratory symptoms, but it was just, you know, really, really bad headaches, migraines, problems with vision, uh, body aching, temperatures, uh, nosebleeds, which was really, really strange. But I'm fine now. I'm back training and um, still working in the hospital because... The service that I work for probably won't start for another good couple of months, but the letter definitely came as sort of a uh, it definitely improved my mood and helps me get through um, this lockdown period.
1: I bet it does, mate. Because you actually did have a test and you tested positive, didn't you? I
0: did, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't uh, it wasn't the nicest of things. I would never um, I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. Anyway, never mind a friend.
1: Absolutely. Well, um, we're glad you uh, you're through the other side of that, and obviously. Uh, obviously, uh, everyone who works in NHS and uh, and yourself and obviously your partner and and my partner as I'm my wife. Um, you know we absolutely salute what you do and and I've just been out there tonight clapping away on the street. Um, church bells going where I live on uh, St James's Road. So um, yeah, I think it's ten weeks now, isn't it? Uh, um, and uh, I know that uh, the Common FA have um had a, struck a deal up with Kit Locker um to get some Nike uh NHS printed. Thank the NHS uh, shirts. I know they're they're winging their way to an, about thirty-seven refs who have bought those, um, if not more. So um, that's fantastic. And I know um, a donation as part of that uh, purchase is going to uh, the, the hospital trust uh, in uh, in Cumbria, and also um, one of our referees, uh, his his dad's uh, care home, I believe, or hospice. But, uh, Um, moving anyway back onto refereeing Um, we're going to start with some questions John and I know um, obviously you've been uh, sent these questions in advance and I'm hoping uh, you've got some answers for us so um, (laughs) and you could be able to tell a few stories so uh, the first one I've got um, I sort of know the answer to this but I'm going to chuck at you uh, the question one how long have you been a CFA referee and how old were you when you started?
0: So I have been a CFA referee for 14 years now. Um, I qualified when I was 14, and as you're probably more than well aware, you actually did the basic course at the Sheep Mount. Um, I remember it really, really well, because Mark Backhouse was on it. I'll never forget it. Um, and I didn't really start refereeing until I was 16, because I was still playing, so most of my um, focus was on the playing rather than the officiating. Um, and I gave a referee a bit of slaver, a local referee, gave him a bit of slaver. rightly got sent off, uh, told me to have a go, I told him I was already a qualified ref, he says well make sure you give it a proper go and the rest history really.
1: <laughs> Fantastic little story that. Yeah I remember you on the course um, and uh, there's a few of you on that course that obviously took it up and, uh, and carried on and done really well so... Um... Yeah, I remember you. I remember you as a young referee, and um, I'm going to move on to the next question because I know the answer to this one as well. Uh, the question, obviously, question two I've got is: Did you play football before becoming a ref? And if so, who for? Yeah,
0: so I played. I wouldn't say it was a glittering career. Um, I was a goalkeeper. I played really local level. So I was at Wetherill, I was at Pirelli. Uh, I played county schools. Um, but as a six goalkeeper, you're not really going to get kept on and go very far, really. Um, and that was kind of one of the other things that swayed me towards taking me officiating a little bit more seriously.
1: Good stuff. And uh, you just said that you played in goal. Um, you weren't particularly any good. So I will skip that question, <laughs> uh, unless, you, unless you've got an answer for me on that one. No, we'll uh, move swiftly on if that's all right. Right, OK then. So what do you remember most about starting off then as a referee, John? Most about starting off as a referee.
0: Mm. Um. Okay. So I'll never ever forget my first game. It was at Melbourne Park. It was Melbourne Park against Botcherby. and it is quite possibly the hardest thing that I'd ever done. Um. As a sixteen-year-old boy going out there refereeing twenty-two blokes who'd been out on the lash the night before. Um. I was like a deer in the headlights. Didn't really have a scuba of what I was doing. Um. And I still remember to this day that I left without my match fee. I just sort of got up, packed my stuff at the, uh, the cabin at Melbourne Park, jumped on my scooter and drove home and thought, I am never, ever, ever doing that again.
1: <laughs> but you did, thankfully. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, OK then. So what advice then for newly qualified referees just starting off, you know, listening to that? You know, there must be some advice you can offer to someone who just started refereeing. So I
0: think the best bit of advice I could give is definitely take on board um the Cumberland FA's opportunity for mentoring um getting there really really early have an experienced referee come down even just watch the game there as a sounding board just as a little uh, bit of support really because it the first couple of games it can be extremely lonely but we have a great um group of referees great group of mentors Um, really, really good, strong RDO now in place that will help develop you, develop um, opportunities and make sure you get the right guidance that you need um, in order to
1: progress if refereeing is really what you want to be involved in. Well, I couldn't agree more. Um, Certainly one of those bits you said and uh, obviously, uh, you know, you've obviously had some, uh, some coaches and mentoring support along the way. So who's been sort of the biggest influence in your refereeing to date, John? So I've had
0: influences my refereeing um as i've sort of so gone through different levels i've approached different people for support thinking how can i use their knowledge their experiences to make me a better referee so i can be in that top sort of five percent to to move on to the next level uh, when i was first starting out it was yourself um you were really really supportive i remember when you came down to the sheet um, just to give me some pointers uh, get me involved in the referee academy uh that was the sort of the first stepping stone, really. Um, from then, level four, I had a, a coach because I was in the development group. Yeah. From its inception, so the likes of Anthony Taylor, Dean Harib, they were guiding me at that level. Then when I got to level three, um, I had Colin Webster in the Northeast. Who, those who are part of the core will be aware. He came and did a, re-
1: excuse me, a really really good presentation. Yeah, he did. And then, again, um, when Colin moved on to look after two B referees, I
0: was then put under the wing of uh, Russ Tiffin, who's an ex Football League referee. Those like yourself who are involved uh, at conference level football and Premier League Two will be more than well aware of who he is and what he stands for. And he really got the best out of me this year.
1: Yeah, he certainly did. And uh, you don't know this, but I I sent Russell a a message yesterday just to. to thank him uh, for his support and uh, said how thrilled you were and how over the moon we were as a County FA. Uh, and he said he was delighted as well, absolutely delighted. And I know you've obviously been in touch with him. Uh, I'd also spoke to Colin, Colin Webster as well. I dropped Colin a message um, just to thank him for his, his involvement with you and the Corps. Um And he was absolutely over the moon and thrilled as well. So um, just thought I'd share that with you. Oh. Well, uh, absolutely. Uh, we're absolutely over the moon um, and I'm, I'm glad you've, uh, you've taken on board the advice you and support you've been given um, and, and taken it and, uh, and used it to your advantage. So well done to you, mate. So um, obviously, uh, with the news of uh, your promotion to Level 2B, um, how many years has it taken you to get to that level, John? So to get to 2B, well, I
0: started when I was 16, really applied myself. It was... At uh, seven to, six, six to five, so that was two years. Uh, I then spent a year at five getting to level four. Uh, I then spent four seasons as a level four, uh, just finding my feet, getting used to the travelling, getting used to the different expectations of Supply League football, um, working with different assistants, and working with assistants week in, week out. Different levels of, different level of observing and different expectations. Uh, then I was fortunate enough to get promoted after four years. Then became a level three. And it's taken me five years to make the jump from level three to B. And again, it falls back to, like I said, there, from level four to level three. Uh, different expectations of the game, different observers, um, more expectation uh, to manage different things, uh, let some things go under the radar
1: but make sure you're punishing the physical stuff and more of the technical stuff just learning to manage it a bit better really yeah so have you got a sort of total how many years in total did you say do you say uh it'd probably be 13 13 I'm years for some. <laughs> well you got there this year mate so uh, absolutely uh, you know well done um so but obviously along the way there were some setbacks i guess yeah yeah definitely
0: there's there's always setbacks and it's how you how you bounce back from them, really, that sort of determines your character. And sometimes you feel as though that the powers that be are just testing you, really. Um, I think the major one for me was last season. So I got arguably one of the best playoff finals. I got South Shields against Buxton. Uh, everyone's like, oh, you must be absolutely nailed on to go up. You know, that letter's just, it's got your name on it. You get in a playoff final game, that's it. You, you're home and dry. Um, and then the the day comes, everyone's on the text, oh, my letter's come, my letter's come, where's yours? And it's that sort of sinking feeling in the pit of your stomach when you realise that you haven't quite made the grade. Uh, And that, for me, was really, really difficult to sort of stomach because I'd had what I thought was my best year. I I was the fittest I'd been. I was refereeing the best I'd been. Uh, Everything was positive. Everything was pointing towards that sort of finishing line the sort of the the golden ticket and yeah it didn't didn't arrive didn't land in the inbox so i had probably about two three weeks where i'll be honest i threw my toys out of the pram. i was like that's it i'm finished i'm not doing it anymore that's it i'll i'll just sort of potter along and then some choice words from a couple of people yourself included basically put me back on the straight and narrow got me back on the track um and then started training for the fitness test then again.
1: You're going to have to obviously now with this new role, and I guess you've been doing it for a few years now, uh, trying to balance uh, refereeing and your nine-to-five job, yeah? Yes,
0: so uh, that can be quite difficult. Um, As you're probably aware of how outpatient physio works in that it's appointments, pre-booked appointments. Um, In that way, I can be quite flexible in that I can book out a block on my diary and got a really, really good boss who's a big football fan so that always helps. Really important, that. Uh, really, really important. As you know, you sort of, sort of say to them, well, I'll get you some tickets um, for this game or I know the officials involved in that game so I'll, I'll work hard to get you um, get you a couple of tickets and that sort of sweetens the deal and I am quite good in that. I don't take the mickey. I'll go in early. I'll make sure all my work's done before I do leave the office. A lot of people will be aware that I do a bit with Carlisle United as well on a Tuesday and a Thursday evening. So it's just really having admin up to date, making sure you're closing dates, which I think is really, really important. Uh, going back to a point you made earlier about what um, what was one of the main things I, um, I learned about refereeing was making sure that I was up to date with my admin. Because that's just one thing that it's very, very easy for you to do. And I learned that probably the hard way.
1: Yeah, you can trip up easily, can't you? you fall down very very much so. Mm. Right, I've got a few questions lined up now that um yeah, a bit 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 different. So um the first one, uh as a referee, what or which 1X player from the past would you like to officiate? Well, being a staunch Arsenal fan, as you are probably aware, it would have
0: to be I'd love to referee every one of the Invincibles, but I think for me it'd be Patrick Vieira. Really, really tough tackling player, hard as nails. I imagine you would be a right um, so-and-so to try and referee, but I think that'd be great as a challenge
1: and it'd really sort of switch you on, make you aware, get you in the zone and make sure that you didn't take your eye off it for a split second. Good choice. Um, I uh, interviewed Phil Murphy Recently, who's a staunch right. Arsenal fan, Gunner like you, <laughs> uh, you will not, you will not believe who he picked, and uh, I tell you now, you'll be very well. Let's just say, and I'm not going to give anything away. But let's just say it wasn't an Arsenal player. But uh, right, the next well, question, yeah. So you'll have to listen out to that one when that one comes up as a podcast in a few weeks' time. So um, right, next question then, um, <laughs> which five CFA referees? <laughs> Would be in your five-a-side team?
0: Oh, that's a difficult one, that is. Um, Now, I don't want to offend anyone, and I've got to try and keep. uh, I'm going to act as Switzerland, really, because I still want to have some friends after this. Um, So I would pick Taylor, you, for example. You'd definitely be on that team, one of the first on the team sheet. Uh, I have to pick myself. I can't not pick myself. You'd have to go in nets, John. I'd have to go in goals. Uh, So that's me, you. I wouldn't pick more for love, no money. Huh. Um, Henry, I'd pick Scott Henry. Uh, I'd pick Phil Murphy. And finally, I think i put Backhouse on there, Anthony Backhouse, because I played with him at Counties. I know he's a reasonable
1: defender, and he's got a decent right foot on him. He's a machine as well, isn't he? That's it. Powerhouse. Engine in midfield. Right. Okay. So, uh moving back to some refereeing sort of questions now your most memorable game that you've been involved in
0: oh right okay that's um, that's a difficult one really to pinpoint um, I probably put at the top there my playoff game last season despite the fact there was um, you know the disappointment of not getting promoted but I have been fortunate enough to referee the Senior Cup final a couple of times. Now that for me has to be the pinnacle for every referee in this county to have refereed their Senior Cup. And there's no greater honour than the, the county acknowledging you as the referee to take charge of sort of what is the, the pinnacle of, of local level football really. Um, they are probably some of the best, if not the best appointments that I've had and will
1: live in the memory for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. Um right then, most well we said the most memorable game. Um what about pre-match rituals? Do you have any of those? I have a couple. Um the first one is
0: uh, a coffee morning, uh, I a certain a num- uh, certain number of referees at the Costas by B&Q before lockdown, uh, and we'd sit, we'd sort of chew the fat and mull things over, four or five of us for an hour before we all sort of shot off in our different directions. Uh, That's the first one. Second one is I'll always go to the same petrol station to put diesel in the car. I'll always put the same amount of diesel in no matter how far I'm going. Um, I'll always have a bottle of sparkling water in the first half an hour going to the ground, along with an orange and a banana. Just uh, to I pull up at the ground, go in, set my kit out, I'll always follow the same sort of routine every time I'll arrive at the ground, go straight, say hello to the secretaries and everybody, meet and greet the tea lady, um, and then I will go set my kit out. And then it's probably not a pre-match ritual, but <laughs> no matter what the temperature is outside, I'll always ask for a bubble like at that time. Uh, so that's become a bit synonymous with me, whatever ground I arrive at. They're, they're always
1: saying, oh, I was at a bottle at half time. What about your long sleeve shirt? Oh,
0: my long sleeve shirt, yeah, that's true. I wasn't going to say that one. Um, but yeah, I always wear a long sleeve shirt again, no matter what the temperature is outside. And I get some strange looks. I get ribbing off yourselves, off lads in the northeast, everyone who works with me. It could be like today, 25, 26 degrees outside, and I'll still have a long sleeve shirt on. Yeah,
1: well that's sun protection.
0: I'm
1: thinking about the timeline yeah nice one well um right, right penultimate question now um and we've touched on about uh the core and obviously you you've been in the region well uh, regional development group uh the core the northeast um for a, a number of years now um but we we've obviously set up our county core recently brought that back um to cumberland um what advice would you give to a 16-, sixteen seven year old uh, core referee john
0: In that group, you've got some of the most experienced referees in the county. You've got yourself, who operates at a really, really high level on the conference in the Premier League too, and you've been a a vastly experienced Level 3 referee. You've got Kev, who is a Football League assistant referee, has been a Football League assistant referee for five, six years, I think. And he was a Level 2B referee as well. And Anthony a level one referee, he's fourth man, he gets fourth official in the championship, he's vastly, vastly experienced. I think my best bit of advice would be, pardon me, to use those coaches, no question's a silly question, ask if you're not sure, just use them as sounding boards, they're more than happy to be contacted, Um, apply yourself as fully as you can. These opportunities are there, all you've got to do is reach out and take them and there's, I don't think there's been a bit of better time to be involved in football as a referee or an official um, because it can take you as far as you really, really want it to take you. Just If you have the hunger, you have the drive and you're prepared to learn, which ultimately what the core is about, you know, the sky's the limit really.
1: Well, you're proof in the pudding there, aren't you? You're a shining example of how the core uh, can create sort of the journey and the pathway that you're on and the success that you've achieved um, ultimately is down to, to you. But largely as well, though, with the support of, of being in a core, certainly locally, uh, when it was running a few years ago, as an, firstly as an academy and then obviously uh, when it's sort of become a development regional development group um, for the North West. And then obviously uh, in the last couple of years with Colin and Russell in the North East core. So um, absolutely, um, you know, young referees listening to this and some of the ones that we coach you know, stick to that core, listen to the advice you're given, um, and it will take you a long way. Sorry to interrupt, you've
0: taken us to some fantastic places. I remember as a young referee, we've been to Liverpool, we've been to Blackburn, um, with Eddie home and people like that, giving you some feedback. Um, these are people who, I think, as a young referee, you might not be aware of who they are, but um, they are still really, really knowledgeable people of the game, they've got vast experience, and it's opportunities like that that you won't get outside of the core and to be part of it's a privilege and you should be honoured and just use it. It's a fantastic opportunity and I think if you can, as I said before, if you can sort of tap into the coaches and just grasp every opportunity that you can, the, the coaching there, the experience in the room, the advice, um, it's just it's second to none, really.
1: Thank you for that, mate. Well, um, we moved now on to the last question and obviously... Um, Prior to this week uh, I know there was a couple of, Well certainly one big thing You wanted to achieve in the game Obviously you've achieved that this week um, But there must be still other things In the game you want to achieve still Yeah
0: Yeah, definitely um, Definitely So my ta- uh, my target for this year Was to achieve 2B Which I have done um, I think it's really really important To sort of set short, medium And long term goals I use it with patients all the time In terms of you have your eye on the What is your ultimate prize? And then you need to break it down and find the small stepping stones in order to achieve that final goal. Chunking. I think chunking exactly. So I think for next season, my my goal, my main goal, is to consolidate what I've achieved this year. Uh, really hit the ground running when twenty twenty one starts and just find my footing at the next level. Um, the next stage for me be conference referee which will, which realistically could take three to four years
1: well John um, you know I've worked with lads recently at 2B um, who have gone to 2B 2A level one three, in two seasons so it is possible to do that um, That will take that momentum forward
0: yeah that's true uh, and we all know how, how good those are as referees um, so that is a possibility um, that would be fantastic if I could achieve that and with your support and everyone else's support there's nobody saying I couldn't um, that would be really really that would be the ideal scenario um, I would like to make the football leagues a referee I've still got time on my side granted I'm not as young as I was but you know I'm not yet 30 um, a couple of years as a 2B would make me 33 34 as a 2A and then a couple of years ideally I'd be on the football league by the time I'm 36 37 and just to enjoy it, you know. You never know what's going to happen, look at what happened with lockdown. Um, so those are really my goals. I would like to be involved in an FA appointed final, um,
1: but that's probably the long term long term goal really. Well, thanks John. Some um, real targets there to set yourself for Project Restart when we return. Um, I look forward to seeing you progress further and, and achieving those over the next three to four or five years. Um, appreciate your um commitment tonight to to come on and and to talk to us uh, a little bit about your refereeing career and um it's been a pleasure uh hearing it look forward to catching up with you when we can we can out of lockdown and obviously socialize again um but in the meantime john keep safe uh keep in touch and uh thanks again cheers now mate that's great thanks scott cheers john bye bye
0: Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review on iTunes. We'd also love to hear your thoughts on this episode. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Cumberland FA or like Cumberland FA on Facebook for more episodes.